Welcome to Pleasurably Ever After, a podcast about sex, relationships, and sexuality. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Pleasurably Ever After. Hey guys, what's up? Happy weekend. I know, we're a little bit delayed. We promised Tuesdays, but what happened, babe? I have been working until like 9 o'clock at night, and I've been getting up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, so by the time I get home, I'm fucking beat, and I can't, I want you all to have as much fun as I do while we record this. And I wouldn't be that much fun. I'd be grumpy and be like, <laughs> Sleepy, grumpy Bobby is not a good time. No, I'm I'm the fucking worst. Like, I'll be the first to admit it. And you got to keep your day job for now. Uh, yeah. You all need to start paying me so I can quit. <clears throat> yeah. Share this podcast. Make us famous. Just maybe, kidding. We're doing this for fun. Maybe we'll start at one of those, like, Patreon accounts and... People can contribute to help us or something. I don't know. Maybe, but I feel like we're not that good yet. I don't know. I don't know if anyone would pay us. I don't want to be that cocky about it. I feel like we're awesome, but that's just me. But anyways, enough about us. Actually, it's all about us. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Something something we wanted to start doing on a uh, regular basis is at the beginning of each episode, we want to go back and address some things that uh, that we talked about on the previous episode and things that people have given us feedback on or been like, hey, you were totally all way off on this. This is not what that means. Yeah. Feedback is 100% the most important thing to us. And we both discussed how we want to address each past episode before we go on to a new episode. We There were lots of people who gave us amazing feedback. So with that being said, I guess the one, one thing that I will mention um, is somebody actually corrected us. And apparently gay marriage is legalized in all 50 states now. And, and that's, that's news to me. Obviously, I'm not as up to current events. I'm not the researcher. Um, but no, I always thought it was because I remember watching, cause we watch shows like the real L word. We watch all these different things. And I remember in one episode, one of our favorite characters on the show, Whitney, not even character, one of our favorite people on the show. Cause it was a reality show. It was a reality show. If you uh, haven't watched it, check it out. Hot lesbians. Amazing. Anyways, uh, she had to go to a completely different state. I think she ended up going to like Iowa or Ohio or somewhere. To get married because she couldn't just get married where she was. Yeah. Which was in California. Very, very disappointing. So this all took place, I believe, in 2016. And that was already when you were living here. So yeah, you, once you I haven't been up, keeping up with current events in your own country. Yeah. Once I moved up here, I stopped giving a shit except for everything that I heard about Donald Trump. And then, of course, I watched like the election. But the fuck politics. Yeah. Uh. We're not bringing <laughs> politics into this. Only sex. Uh, <laughs> carrying on from that, uh, one thing we did want to bring up too is someone mentioned that we did not actually tell anyone what the acronym meant. Yeah, which was we, a valid point. When we say LGBTQ2+. Ooh, I'm getting pretty good at that. Right? That just rolled off the tongue beautifully, honey. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to explain what it stands for. So LGBTQ2+, stands for Lesbian, Gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, two spirits, and the plus is basically just like a a summaration of everything else. 
uh, pansexual, omnisexual, demisexual, asexual, asexual, saprosexual, saprosexual, and and if you ever want, we can go into more detail about like what these things are and everything else. But one, the the biggest one that I want to bring up is actually the difference between pan and omnisexual. Some friends of ours actually came and were like, "Hey, we really hope to hear you talk about the difference between pan and omni." Mm-hmm. And in doing, I actually did research. Holy shit! Yeah, we uh, neither one of us knew what it was. Uh, after doing research, I, I I think we have also changed what we describe ourselves as because pan and omni are very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, in the fact that like. You're attracted to to people for who they are and everything along those lines. The difference is, is pansexuals don't see gender and omnisexuals do. Right. Which, in my case, when I see someone, I automatically am going to see gender. I, I It doesn't change whether I'd be sexually attractive to them, attracted to them or not. I'm going to see that they're a male or a female or trans or whatever. Pansexual, on the other hand, sees no gender. Right, and I, I feel the same way, and I feel like this just um, speaks to the fact that we're always evolving, and we always have room to grow, we always have room to change, and I feel like if you keep an open mind to these things, then you really are at, like, peak openness to be accepting of maybe categorizing yourself in a different way. I'm not somebody who, like, lives off labels by any means, but to learn that there's, like, even more specific labels out there, I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And, and what's great, too, is I've I, I've heard a lot of feedback from people that have listened to the podcast and reached out to me about how, like, they're like, oh, man, like, I, I've, I've always considered myself a super straight person, but, like, sex is always so incredible for me. And so, if, like, so now, like, when I look at it, I'm just looking for, like, the pleasurable aspect of it. So, like, I don't know what I would consider myself. And there's people that have... It's crazy three episodes in that we've actually opened up people's minds to certain things. And it's, it's, and it means so much to us as two people sitting in a garage just talking about sex and relationships and everything else, like that we could have that type of influence. So thank yeah, you. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate every single person that asks us questions, that leaves us a comment, that says that they're listening, that listens without even telling us. Thank and by you, all means, if you, you drive so a if you drive a convertible and you listen to this podcast while you're driving, blare it. Please, <laughs> I, I want to post that too. I want to post that message to our Facebook page because I thought it was fucking hilarious and it, I it loved was like, it. But the funny thing is, is that's the that's the second time that I've heard that. Oh yeah, I heard. I just heard it from someone else yesterday. They were listening to it while they were driving and stuck in traffic, and the looks that they got, like. One one group of cars was like four like younger guys that were listening, and of course it was the moment where you're talking about your first girl on girl experience. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, but but it's funny because on the other side of her in the traffic was an old lady who just kind of gave her some like weird <laughs> <laughs> a discouraged and judgmental look. But like we want to get out there. Like we're not trying to be famous. We're we're not trying to do anything. We we want to reach people because we want people to know. That what they think is normal, there's always so much more to it. And you're not alone. If you think you're a freak, just know that you are not alone. And that behind closed doors, anybody could be a freak too. Anybody can be a freak. Your mom might have been a freak. 
Oh, I know my mom's a freak. But... Okay, my mom's not. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I'm, I, I have I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of intuition into that, movie, but, but uh, not on the subject of our parents. But uh, another thing that like that kind of happens, and this is kind of going to segue into the main topic of our day, is as you try new things, you'll find things that you're not like that. You're like, okay, cool, we tried it. I didn't really like it. It wasn't really my jam. Yeah, you you definitely will. If you keep an open mind, then you have to be prepared for loving things and not liking things so much. And that's something that we've learned. And, and it, it's it, and so our dynamic as a whole is always changing and always evolving. Like it could be any given day that we talk about something new, or we talk about like, ooh, what do you think of this? Does this turn you on? <laughs> yeah, I think we the the strong uh, suit of our marriage is that we are both comfortable enough to come to each other to say, hey, I heard about this. I think this could turn me on. And we're both giving people. So usually when one person says, hey, this would really turn me on if you do it, the other person is like, okay, fuck yeah. Even Let's if it wasn't so- it. <laughs> even if it wasn't something that they originally thought that they would be interested in, they're freaking game to do it because we both want to please each other so much that we're both like, okay, that turns you on. Done. We're doing it. Okay. Now here's the segue. How did you feel when I first told you what I was into, which is the topic of this episode, which is stag and vixen and we'll tell you the definition in just a moment but um so i guess maybe i'll read the definition before i say just so people can understand why i would feel the way that i felt By all means. so the definition the urban dictionary definition which we all know that's so reliable but when i read this definition i was like wow this is so us so this is the definition that i'm sticking to obviously we, we already said a- we're not politically correct we're not we don't re- need a bibliography for yeah this. no So what it says is, a stag is a dominant man who encourages his female partner to have sex with others, either in his presence or on her own. With stag and vixen, there is little similarity to cuckolding, where the man is submissive and often subjected to taunting humiliation from his dominant female partner, while or after she has sex with another man. A vixen is the submissive woman who is having extramarital sex with her dominant partner support. She may or may not enjoy being humiliated during or after sexual encounter. And here's the thing. like, So y'all re- found out very, very early that voyeurism is my biggest thing. Watching people have sex is my biggest thing. Watching my wife have sex with other people is even bigger than just watching regular people have sex. and and it's something and i am not a submissive male i do not want to be humiliated i'm fucking sensitive like i'll cry if i'm humiliated (laughs) glass heart husband but like the craziest thing is is like i remember when i first got into the fetish world and everything else like i read a story about like some hot wife or whatever and her husband invited a couple guys over for for like a football game or for something else or and they didn't believe him when he told them how submissive she was. So they came over and yada, yada, yada. And then he's like, all right, cool. Go suck their dick. And she did it. And I'm like, I want that. <laughs> Add to cart. Add, Add, to, to, cart. Add to cart. Purchase <laughs> immediately. <laughs> 
So when we first got together, I explained it to her like that. I enjoy hearing stories of her being with other men. I enjoy seeing like past pictures of her with other men and everything else. And so I've always loved watching her and just knowing that she's being promiscuous and sexually active and everything else. Yeah, for sure. So when you told me that, I was like, I said in episode one, when we first got together, I was in a really like, fuck man, fuck whatever. I'm doing my own thing. I didn't think like we were going to be anything. So originally I was like, okay, like if you want me to fuck other guys, yeah, I will, whatever. I didn't really feel that emotional connection to you. So I thought every woman's dream, a guy that wants you to have cheat on him and he's okay with it. So, okay, but, but I, I know have, I, I will clarify that. I will clarify that before you jump into it. I say cheat as in like very like stars surrounding the cheat thing. So cheating meaning having sex with another man, not cheating as in not being honest because that's a huge lying about this shit. Like say if I were to just like go fuck another dude without telling him, that would be cheating and that is something that he would not be okay with. I have to be honest about who I want to fuck, when I want to fuck them, how I'm going to fuck them, and almost get your permission and you're okay, your seal of approval before I do that. No, 100%. And that's where like the dominance and the submission comes into play is you're not going to go off and do it on your own. No. I mean, I'll tell you like, hey, I want you to find a guy and go fuck and kind of surprise me with a picture or surprise me with this. But that is me giving her the permission to go and do so. One thing I want to bring up in this whole case of everything is I don't play with other women. Right. I, I think you're jumping the gun. We haven't gotten to how I feel yet. We just talked about how you feel. No, we didn't. Okay, continue on. <laughs> yeah, you're you're you do this a lot where you like your little ADHD brain goes ahead and you're like, but anyway, on this subject and this subject, and then we leave unanswered questions. Squirrels. Yeah, we leave unanswered questions. So before we get to that, I wanna say that originally when you told me, obviously I was like, Yeah, I could do it. But as we fell in love, what I thought would be an easy request to have sex with other men wasn't so easy and it was a couple years into our relationship before i actually ever really did it i did it sort of in the beginning and you also had sex with other women in the beginning while we were long distance yeah when before we knew that we were gonna be a thing so yeah. like i don't consider that like a stag and vixen dynamic there but it took me a couple of years and you're urging and you're pressing and like we would like make plans to do it but then i would get all nervous and it would fall through and then we make plans and then i get all nervous and it would fall through and i just like i couldn't bring myself to do it because i was so used to coming from men that were like super monogamous and had jealousy issues and like would never want me to do that so i had to get out of that mindset that like it's okay. He wants this. And we would like role play it during sex. Like you would like fuck me and like put a, like a dildo in my mouth or something. And like to like get me amped up. And like you would show me different things that would like make me feel like, okay, like this is good. We're in a safe place. This is something that will work. And then when I finally did it and I saw like how much it turned you on, that's when it really like lit the fire in me. And the thing is, it wasn't even like the first time she did it or the second time she did it or anything like that. 
It's when we actually found something that was more consistent. Right. Like that we found it and then like there would be there it would turn into threesomes, it would turn into whatever and and everything else. And like once that happened, it was just like a fucking light bulb went off and I'm like holy shit, like my sex drive is back. Yeah, and let's be real. Like there was a struggle for a few years where our our sex life was pretty non-existent. It was non-existent. I mean, there there's a lot of uh, external factors into that. But, you know, this happened. Like and we had tried, like we had like in the very beginning we had one moment where we had some guy from fucking, I don't know, Craigslist. Yeah, some random dude. Some random dude and then like we had another guy that we met off of AFF and it was cool and that was kind of more of a uh, of a bisexual a threesome. bisexual threesome kind of thing and but then like he was like super aggressive and everything else and like we found like the perfect kind of like complement to what we wanted i mean unfortunately it didn't it didn't work out so when you have a stag and vixen there's a, a third party who could be considered something akin to oftentimes it's referred to as a bull, especially in, in cuck holding situations. But you can also have a bull and a stag and vixen dynamic, which means a regular male sexual partner that's coming over to please your wife. A regular fuck buddy. Exactly. A regular fuck buddy. And that is always that always spoke to me because like. I don't know, girls, you can probably relate. Like, I can get dick wherever I want. So if I'm going to have dick that's other than my husband's dick, I want there to be at least some kind of connection or otherwise it just feels like a dildo inserted into my vagina. And it's just, it's not pleasurable. It's not pleasurable to just have one night stands with dudes that I don't care about. I mean, in an outside context, maybe, but for this specific dynamic, it's never really been my jam. I know I can, I'm a fairly attractive person. I know that I can get sex from a lot of different men. So I want the kind of man who's going to give me something quality, who's going to give me something worth seeking sex outside of sex with my husband. No, and and that's the thing is like, like there's like like she said there's different situations if we go to a club it's strictly like yeah we're here we're in the moment let's fucking do this right mm-hmm. but with the regular person like you get kind of comfortable and some of them are okay with the guy being in the same room some of them aren't no like we have certain rules like the only the, the biggest thing between us is whatever we do whether it be hot wifing or anything else or stagging vixen or whatever it has to mutually benefit the other person. Right. That is one of our rules. So when she goes and she plays with another man, like, it's not like she's just coming home and telling me stories like, oh, he fucked me like this. And like, I sucked his dick for this long and blah, 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 blah. No, like, I like, give me, give me some pictures. Give me something to, 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 to enjoy. Pictures are a part of the rule. And you've gotten mad at me when I've gotten to in the moment and forgotten, and I learned no, my I, lesson I 100% the hard way. Have. And it, it's you know, so like whatever we do, whether it's her with another woman or her with another guy or me with another guy or whatever, there always has to be pictures because it has to be mutually beneficial to the other person. We are not poly. We are not separate. We are not anything else. Like we are a couple. And everything that we experience, we want it to be experienced together. Whether we're there in person or not, we want it to be experienced 
together. Right. So as long as we have a togetherness in what we're doing, that's rule number one. Rule number two is safe sex. So condoms, making sure that the person is clean, making sure that the situation is right, that I'm not meeting some guy in a back alley where something terrible could happen to me. No, and and that's something we don't speak about enough. And that is the importance of practicing safe sex with partners other than your... Than your marriage. Than your marriage, your life partner, or your regular partner, or anything like that. Another thing, too, is honesty. Yes. Like, you need to be upfront and honest with the people that you are playing with. Whether you play with them twice, whether you play with them once, you need to be upfront and be like, okay, listen, like, you're not the only person I'm playing with. Yes. Like, you, like, and if it's a couple, it'd be like, you and my wife aren't the only people I'm playing with. Like, it, there's more to it. And you need to be upfront and honest about it. Because it means a lot. Because that's what derailed our last regular friend. Yeah. He essentially lied about everything. But the way that it fell apart is that I found out he was lying about having unprotected sex with another partner. And then on once I found that out, it was a snowball effect. And I found out about another partner and another partner and another partner. And then he lied about his whole life. And like the whole thing imploded very, very badly. And it mostly, mostly for him because we just lost a fuck buddy, but like he lost a lot. Yeah, but because he had don't, it made. Don't fuck around, like he had it made. How many guys out there can come over, be totally cool, like you know that the husband is totally cool with it, whatever, and is like, yeah, bang my wife. You get to have all the sex with none of the responsibilities, emotional responsibilities. Of course, be nice to me and respect me and stuff, but like. You don't have to listen to me, bitch. You don't have to listen to me about having my bad day. You literally just get to have all the fun with me while my husband takes care of the rest. So, like, I don't know. To me, it just seems like a perfect situation. Why would you be that dumb to fuck it up? No, and that's the thing is is he was dumb. He fucked it up. Like, and the thing is, is because we were not practic we weren't following our own rule and we weren't having safe sex and Things along those lines. So, of course, like right after we all had to go get tested. I mean, thankfully, everything came back negative. But still, it's a scary, scary moment when you're like, oh, my God, this dude's been fucking lying to us and everything else. And it's been fucking awful. Yeah. So now I don't care how bad I want it. I don't care if the guy's like, I can't do it without a condom. Motherfucker, you're wearing a condom. I can't. I don't. No matter how well I know somebody until I really, really know somebody, I can't fully take your word for it at all i have to really 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 know you and even then i don't can you ever really know someone well enough i don't know so i don't think you could i mean fuck i still learn new things about you (laughs) so do i I just learned something new on our drive earlier so like i you can never really know somebody and that's not to say like oh like whoever you know whoever i'm dealing with is a piece of shit and i can't trust them not at all no it's just just You know, you don't have to fucking detail your entire fucking life. But if you're sleeping with multiple partners, which is okay. Yes. You just need to to let us know. Right. And and the thing is, is like, you don't have to be my friend. No. To fuck my wife. It's cool. I made a great friend. Yeah, you did. We're fucking buddy buddies now. Like, I think he talks to me more than he talks to you anymore. (laughs) Heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, I don't have to be your friend for you to fuck my wife. What I do need from you is respect. Right. You need to respect who I am, respect the fact 
that I'm letting my wife play with you. And that's the thing is people are like, oh, you should just don't don't fucking tell them. Just like do it. Just do it. Like, like we have rules. We have very strict rules. Like pictures are a must. Um, honesty is a must. We don't even like and like when I say disrespect, I mean, people trying to get her to go behind my back. It's like, why? Like you have free will to fuck my wife. All you got to do is be like, hey, Bobby, I really want to go fuck your wife today. And I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm in the mood for it. Or I'd be like, "Ah, not today, man. Like things aren't things aren't working all right. Whatever. Like I'm having a long day or something. You know, like, but just be respectful to me. Yes. And if you try to get me to sneak behind my husband's back, that's the quickest way for you to ensure that you will never fuck me. (laughs) Ever. And this could go for a million different relationships, too. Not just our specifically. The only ones that we can speak on is our own, though. Right. This is a dynamic that is unique to us. And different people will have different variations of everything that we describe here. So big disclaimer. No, and that's the thing is people are like, oh, stag and vixen, stag and vixen. And like people that understand the term know. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back to what I started earlier mm-hmm. that I don't fuck women. Right. I mean, there's there is a twist to that, obviously, because we are an open dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm the dominant. She's a submissive. She has control over one thing. And that is when he plays with other women and who he communicates with that are women. So I'm not like Bobby. I don't really get off on him talking to other women or being with other women. I have recently, like I'm talking within the last like four months surprised my own self and like realized there was maybe I was into cut queening and that's something that I'm really exploring and I'll do another episode on that later but so I have always been a jealous type I've always had a lot of insecurities in myself I've unfortunately been with a lot of partners who cheated on me and who have backstabbed me and made me feel really insecure so I am not in a place where I feel comfortable with just giving Bobby that same free reign that he gives me. And and that is the honest truth. But beyond that, everything that you've told me, you don't you wouldn't even want that even if I did give you that. No, it's it's not something that I desire. People like I I've told people our dynamic before and they're like fuck that, like that's bullshit, it's one-sided, it's whatever. It's like no, I chose this dynamic. Like it was my idea. It was. And, and so like, I'm like, you heard that first. It was his idea. I'm not a crazy controlling psycho bitch. But like it, it was my idea. It's been my idea from the beginning. I don't have an outstanding desire to be with other women. And, and it's if it happens, if it happens, if we have a threesome, we have a threesome. If we, we, you know, like if I decide one day that I want to fulfill your humiliation fantasy and everything else and decide to cut queen you like things along those lines. Like, I, but, like, to go out and do it and to go out and try to find and, like, flirt. Like, I mean, I'm just a naturally flirty person on its own. Anybody that knows me can tell you the exact same thing. You're a little flirt I'm a flirt. I'm, But it's all innocent flirting. And I try to keep it at that. But I don't have a desire to be with other women. I have a desire to see her with other women. 
That's a whole other episode. <laughs> hey, ladies. Um, and I have a desire to see her with other men. That is what I'm into. That is my main kink. That is what I've always wanted. And this is something that has been the premier, the primary. Number one thing. Number one thing since we got together. I I remember when we were in long distance that I'd try to get her to fuck somebody on camera for me because I just wanted to watch her fuck somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't because I was, like I said, I was still really nervous and apprehensive about it. And I even still have to fight with myself and get those little like dark passenger voices in my head that are like, he is only cool with this because he's just waiting in the wings to fuck another woman. Or I'll, like, little lies that I tell myself. Little lies. I have a hard time believing that this is this dynamic is is real. And then a lot of the times the men that I, I bring in have a hard time believing that this is real. My new friend, like, can't fucking get over it. <laughs> like, he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, dude, do I have to spread her legs and get, like, fucking aircraft cones and, like, point to her vagina for you? <laughs> he like, sent him that meme. I did. I, <laughs> He's going to hate me for this, and we may not be friends anymore. Right? <laughs> no but, names were mentioned in this podcast. But no, like, like the thing, people don't believe, like, how adamant I am about seeing you with other women. I mean, and the thing is, is, all right, last weekend was my birthday, mm-hmm. okay? My wish on my birthday was for my wife to have fun with her fuck buddy. That was my wish. If that doesn't tell you how much this dynamic turns me on, I don't know what the fuck else will. Yes, you heard it here first. I fucked another man on my husband's birthday and then slept with him in our bed. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of, you heard it here first on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a freak bitch. (laughs) But no, like that's how much it means to me. And And I guess we can maybe get into some dirty details here <laughs> well not about that i don't no. want to give away that no no your your identity is safe with me <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm talking about like some of the experiences we've had with other partners and stuff uh, right what's been some of the most favorite moments that that you've had you know there's a certain dominant side of me that loves to show you off and loves to share you and be like yeah this is what i get on a regular basis <laughs> like this is this is my everyday. oh and i love when you do that but you know there's a certain dominant streak when you're like when you pull your girl's pants down in front of someone or you pull her tits out or things along those lines and you're just like yeah look at this look what i can do and you can't. <laughs> and I love being objectified like that. I love when you objectify me. Some of my favorite moments were when we would have our, our past partner come over for football and we would all be watching it. And then you would just be like, go suck his dick. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know that about is, that. That is like, oh, God. And you were so coy and be like, oh, no, I'm so innocent. My <laughs> stripper name was Angel because I'm an angel. <laughs> I am still. No. I promise. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, that's one of my favorite things to do. And like I told you at the beginning of this podcast, like that's what got me into it was hearing this story and being like, I want that. That's what I want. So I literally like he'd be staying there. We'd be talking. I would literally have Chris. Krista in front of me and I just fucking pull her pants down start fingering her right in front of him and then I tell her to go do it and she'd do it and one time like we got to it and like he started fucking her and I literally 
my short ass climbed <laughs> up on the fucking kitchen counter and shoved my dick in her mouth. And I was like, yeah, now you're getting Eiffel Tower, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hot as fuck. I'm not even going to lie. I loved being objectified. You bring out the inner slut in me that I never even knew was there. Oh, yeah, we just, we just had this conversation. I think it was I think it was last night. We were like, you know, you bring out the slut in me. Like, I don't think I'm that slutty, but you bring it out in me. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> no, you really, you really, really do. You really bring out the freak. You have a way of bringing out the freak and like any woman. Like, you have a way of like coyly convincing and like slowly pushing the boundaries in order to like get the woman to do what you want. And I've always like known that like you're like low key, like, manipulating me but obviously i'm allowing it to happen so it's like not real manipulation but like it's always so hot when i just try i see you like working your little magic trying to push it out of me and i always i've had some of the most fun sexual experiences i've had no not some i've had all of the funnest sexual experiences i've ever had with you no and and that's the thing is i want to bring out the freak in everybody not necessarily the freak to be with me but i want to bring out the freak that's in you Mm-hmm. I and, and that's what's fun for me. Like, like I said, I've already had feedback saying like I never thought that way, and now that I think that way, it's crazy. Like, like I'm thinking, I it, it opens the world to whole new things. Like, there was a period where I was talking to other women and everything like that, and Krista would actually kind of enjoy like the. I, I don't. I hate using the word manipulation, so I'm going to say minor manipulations. And people that never realized, like, oh my god, like I have like a like a submissive like part in me or, or or things along those lines or like the freak in me and the, like I, I i never knew i liked these things like what is this that you speak of yeah for sure you have a knack and a talent for bringing that out and i mean in case anybody is wondering does bobby want me to have sex with other men because he sucks at sex and the easy answer is no no one will ever fuck me as good as Bobby. No one. No one will ever fuck me as good as you. It's why I married you. You gave me that dick, and I was like, damn, addicted to this. But I've had a lot of guys fuck me pretty damn close and pretty pleasurably. I've, I've heard there are some that are on equal par. Equal, equal-ish par, but no one will be truly equal because I love you. There, there is there is an element of, of romance and love and everything else that does affect sex that's why we always say like connection is so big and this but when we say connection is big we really only mean it for like okay if you're meeting up at a hotel if like you're talking to the person or they're coming to your house or you're going to their house or whatever like at a club it's just raw passion raw sex raw passion raw primal instinct to fuck and that can be fun but what is funner for me is when i have a little bit of a connection is when i can meet somebody that fucks me amazing but then during that downtime when we've just banged and we're both tired like we can have a normal conversation we can talk about real things they can be a real friend to me they can know details about my life and know me know my likes know my dislikes and they can truly be a friend not just to me but to both of us. No, it's great. It's it's weird that one of my favorite people to talk to anymore is the same guy that's fucking my wife. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like you have to be able to separate the two. Like you like and that's a huge thing in anything like fetish, kink, lifestyle related. Like 
they call it the lifestyle, but it's not like, you know, most people, it's not their whole fucking life, right? Right. They have their real life that always comes first. Our marriage is the most important thing, and anyone or anything that gets in the way of that is an is an easy kiss goodbye. No, absolutely. If it's something that bothers both of us, it's going to be gone. Like, we're not going to put up with it. We're not going to put a lot of strain on our relationship for the sake of something sexual. No. We have so much more at stake than just our sexual livelihood. No, we have a family together. No, and, and, and that's the thing is, like, our life comes before sex. Is sex a massive part of our life? Yes. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. But it is not the end all be all of our relationship. No. And we just went through a period when I was pregnant with our last baby where we literally didn't fuck for a year. And Doctor, then doctor's orders. And then we felt so weird when we did fuck. And I'm going to bring up, this is going to be a separate episode too, sex life and having kids and how that all fucking feeds into Well, just things. like, I think we're going to do an episode on how to manage like your your extramarital or your kinky sex life when you have kids. We have two. We yes. know all about it. Yes. But what I was going to say was that we went through that period where like we literally were saying like, man, this feels so awkward and off. We felt really lost. We didn't know how to like find our sexual selves again but the thing that brought us back together was stag and vixen stag and vixen that kicked it right back and then we found our groove again it literally saved our marriage in a way no it did and and that's the thing is like as much as sex can be damning to your relationship it can also save it at the same time yeah and and so we'll we'll dedicate an entire episode to that Uh, just a few points that i want to go over before we come to an end today is one just because you don't agree with my dynamic doesn't mean my dynamic is wrong yes or unfair and we don't need to agree with your dynamic we've seen dynamics or people act in certain ways that we're like man that would never work for us we would never do that no, not everyone's dynamic is suitable for the other person. Like the dynamic we have works perfect for us. So if you have something negative to say about it, keep it to yourself because we really don't care because it's good for us. No, it works for us. And that's all that matters. Like it may not work for you. And then but you have to find what works for you. And hopefully through listening to this, you can find something that does work for you. Right. So. Uh, before we like really wrap up, I think I also want to get into how we select the people that we get involved in this dynamic with. No, because not- it's not just like, oh, hey, you random fucking guy on the street, come fuck my wife. No, 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 no. There's a process, and this process I have gotten pretty good at perfecting. It's a like couple co- years it's, in. It's like COVID screening without the COVID. <laughs> yeah, screening for partners. So how I usually screen is I, whether it's in a group that I'm in where I met the last person that I'm kind of having a regular thing with, or it's on FetLife, or it's on another website, I tend to stick to people that I don't already know. I've had a lot of guys who found out about my dynamic that I've known from high school hit me up and be like, hey, like, we should fuck. fuck. Like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. I've wanted to fuck you for so long. And, like, some of them are really good looking and, like, physically it's tempting. 
But I just like, I don't like to bring in that drama. I don't like to bring in people that I have any kind of a past with. I want to bring in someone fresh, new to the scene, someone that can mold with me instead of having all these preconceived notions of who I was in the past, yada, 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 complicates things, knows mutual people, is going to go around if it ends badly and say my business not down for that. So that's like a number one thing. I like to pick people that are new, that are fresh. Um, well, our business is kind of out there now. Our business is kind of <laughs> out there now, but I'm just saying isn't going to go around talking shit about me because uh, for real, in high school, I had a huge issue with being slut shamed. And uh, I bet those slut shamers are really going to love this podcast. Probably our biggest fucking fans. Yep. But now I own the word slut and I own it proudly. So <laughs> exactly. I'm with somebody who loves me if I'm a slut or not. So sucks to be you guys if you're haters. Anyway, side topic on that. So yeah, no, someone I don't know already is number one. Number two, somebody that can actually have a fucking conversation and isn't so fucking awkward as like, hey, want to fuck? No, no, no. If you say that to me right away, we're not fucking. We're not fucking. You- she is a sapiosexual. She loves intellectual conversation. Yes. And yes, I said intellectual. <laughs> intellectual. Intellectual conversation. I love a man with a mind. I love somebody who can stimulate me. I love a sense of humor. I want to be with someone. If we have sex and something embarrassingly goes wrong, I want to be able to laugh about it with the person. I want to feel chemistry with the person. I don't want to just be like, hey, how are you? What's up every day? And not more communication than that. I want someone where I feel like communication with them is easy. Dick pics galore. Dick And I got to see a good dick pic. That's another thing. I have to find your dick attractive. I'm sorry. You're going to need to show it to me before I decide if I want to do something with it because it's going to have to look good. This is not an open invitation to send her dick pics. No. Because if it's ugly, my dominant side will come out and I will say that's an ugly fucking dick and put it away. So I don't want to see a bunch of ugly dicks. So please don't send me your dick unless it's really nice. So yeah, good dick, good sense of humor, good talk, somebody that is new and fresh onto the scene. Um, Beyond that, those are like the bases. I generally have like an age range that I like to stick to. My main thing I usually say is I'm not that comfortable with playing with anybody that's old enough to be my dad who's in his mid-60s. That's not to say that I couldn't find somebody that I really had good chemistry with that was older. Like that's not like a hardened stone thing, but that's a, a general thing that I seem to follow. Um... And I do not play with somebody who's looking to cheat on their wife. So if you tell me, hey, like, I really want to fuck you, but, like, we got to keep it on the DL because, I, like, I my wife doesn't know about it. Nope, not doing it. Don't need that car- karma. Don't need that drama. Don't want to be your side secret. Do not want that. Be fucking honest with your wife, dude. Not down for that. And generally, I people who have established relationships who are poly or who have other open relationships are usually the best partners to have this with because they have respect for their partners. I have respect for mine and everybody just gets it. And it's really easy. No. And and to carry on to that, like when we first met your new side partner, I guess we'll call them. Yes. Uh, like when I met him, because there's like, we have other rules. I'm not going to go into it and everything, but we have some certain rules and, this relationship might bend those rules. So when they came over, I said, okay, yeah, I want you to come. I want you to bring your partner with you. Mm-hmm. 
Because I want to see what kind of relationship you have with your full-time partner before I trust you with my full-time partner. Right. I want to see that bond that you have. Because, no, like, we're not going to put up with guys that are cheating on their wives or single guys that are just out for whatever, that have no, that don't give a fuck about anything. Like, I want to see your commitment to your regular life. And then I can be comfortable with you being with my wife. Right. And what are some other things that are red flags to you? Because I generally will meet the guy. I'll pre-screen him in my way. We'll have a good vibe. And then I'll say, hey, babe, like I I have a good connection with this person. I, I'm thinking that maybe this could be somebody that I want to hang with. And do how do you feel? And I generally then like kind of tag you in. And no, you and, take and it from there and let me know your feedback before I get the full go ahead. No, okay. And the thing about me is I'm I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like you have the benefit of the doubt until you prove me wrong. Which has happened in the past. But the thing is, is message me, tell me your intention. I'm very good at reading on whether you're lying or not. You are. Like, tell me your intention. And just be fucking respectful and honest. That's all you have to do. To get unlimited pussy, depending on how much you want to drive, all you have to do is be honest and respectful. And it's not that hard to ask. No. Like she said earlier, you don't have to deal with the aftermath. You don't have to deal with the stress, with the normal family life, with the normal family drama, with the normal life drama or anything like that. No, you just get to have casual conversation and fuck my wife. You have it made. So the least you can do for me is be honest. Exactly. And, and no ex-boyfriends. If you're my ex-boyfriend, you don't have permission to fuck me anymore. No, Sorry about it. I hate, I, I hate you all. <laughs> I honestly don't hate them all. I hate the ones that have in the past. And there's two that I can think of specifically. Three, maybe. That have been like, oh, like just send me this. He won't know. Yeah. Just send me this, he'll delete and delete it. He will, he'll never know. What he knows, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Like, no, fuck that. Like, you do that automatically. Like, not only do I want to kick your ass, but no, like, I will never be okay with you talking to her. No. And there's, like I said, my biggest prerequisite, too much history there. So it's just not a good idea all around. So for our little, because we try to do something fun every segment... I thought while we're on this topic, the fun thing that we could do is whenever I post these ads or the various sites I'm on, obviously I'm a woman, ladies, y'all can relate. Sometimes you get some really fucked up messages or some really weird messages of dudes messaging you and you just like read it and you're like, what the fuck? So I screenshotted some of the messages that I've gotten and believe me, these ones were tame. I couldn't remember my old password because I, I t- I've taken a break and I've been really focusing on um, a group that I'm in, but that's outside of the sites. So I haven't been on these for a while. So I had to like do some digging and I couldn't find some like the really good ones, but some of these that I found were fucking hilarious. So here, you're going to read the first one and read the, read the, um, the subject line too, because that's even everything. So the subject line on this one is once a slut, always a slut. When was your first taste of cock? Literally, that's all the guy said to me. Not, Hey, I'm such and such. Nice to meet you. Da, da, da. That's all he said. That's all he wanted to know. And he thought 
that I would message back and be like, oh, well. I think I should read all these and then you should just comment because I can read it in that, okay. that, 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 that man <laughs> okay. tone. This one's long. I but, can read well. But this one is even, this one's really weird. And I get these ones a lot. This is this is full out like that Nexium cult shit. So the subject line of this one is Thesmoso Sisters says, we are starting to expand our girls' extreme sex parties network. Women meet up and organize sex parties rather than do it alone. It is safer. And because the parties involve some planning, there's a chance for better sex. This group of new female friends can act as buffer between your normal life and your kinky life. We have close to 80 members here in FetLife and on our website. It needs to be updated. Which is good progress considering we started in FetLife eight weeks ago. Ooh, impressive. Automatic automatic red flag. (laughs) Um, we're cons- we're concentrating on developing group sex, massive bukkakis, promiscuous lesbian, interracial sex, and gangbang parties in FetLife. Using our symbol as a brand, you can show the high quality of sex you're having, consequently <laughs> attracting even more quality women and men. Ooh. The symbol, which is in our photo collection, <laughs> can be made and placed on the wall of your bedroom or in your FetLife photo collection. Let the world know you're serious about sex. <laughs> then they posted a link. No, says, read the part. Read the, the ritual part. You're missing it. Look right here. It says. I'm getting there. Okay. So they, so they posted a link, right? And then it says. Despite starting a few months ago, we are steadily expanding about two to three a day. We have already started sending alert messages to our Florida and UK members about sexually compatible other members in their areas. We are starting to recruit very, very few men. They must, they must be gentle, but also good at doing sex. Good at do? Are you good at doing sex? I'm amazing at doing sex. <laughs> yes. In future, we'll approve after good references from other women. For now. Each man will be approved to enter the Thesmos Sisters by leading, by a leading woman in one particular area, and by the Grandmaster himself. <laughs> we would like you to join us. Check out our profile and website at thethesmosister.net. You can join us in our FetLife group if it, and then the message cuts off. Oh, really? It didn't get back to the ritual thing? Fuck. Well, anyway, beyond that message, they were like, Sometimes we have rituals where we wear hoods and we perform sacred, almost Masonic-like rituals in order to perpetrate these things. And it's just like... Da Vinci Code. Does anybody literally ever fall for that? And the sad answer is probably yes. I mean, you got to look at all the other cults that are going on. Yeah. Let's not get into that. Okay, so the next one, this one. (laughs) I messaged him back and I thought, oh, maybe. But then he said something that was weird. So, like, I stopped messaging him. And he messaged me this. So there's not an actual subject line. But he says, I feel like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense. Am I a ghost? Do you respond to messages from dead people? And the answer is no. If I've ghosted you, it's probably for a reason and I'm not interested. You're not going to change my mind when I've made my mind up. And the last one, this this incestuous gem. So this is by two brothers in Toronto here. We're Rob and Tim. Your picks are amazing. They are, by the way. Just throw that Oh, out. thank you. Do you sell panties? 
Rob and Tim. I'm sorry, I cannot sell you my panties. Well, it depends. How much do you want? How, how, how much are you willing to? Offer? True, true. If all I have to do is sell my dirty underwear, I have done that in the past, and it's a very small task that usually can, you know, provide a good amount of financial gain. I sh- a, maybe a, I should message them back. It's a bit lucrative. But like, what would two brothers want with the same pair of panties? Is the bigger question in this situation. There's a fantasy of a guy fucking a pair of twins. Like, I'm sure there's a fantasy of two brothers fucking the same girl. <laughs> I guess fantasy, but like you're gonna start a f- a dating profile or a sex profile with your brother to pursue that? Hey, you that's never commitment. Know. You never know. Like true, your, your kink's not my kink, and that's okay. <laughs> but incest is illegal. Incest is illegal. Like, I, I, but like if they're fucking the same girl, I don't think it counts as incest. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, you're you're reading too much into it. Oh man, your kink's not my kink, and that's okay. Okay, okay. I'm not kink shaming you, Tim and Rob. Tim and Rob, we're sorry. But no, she doesn't sell panties. No, I mean, if you're gonna offer me like an obscene amount of money, maybe get at me, hit me up <laughs> on the Facebook profile, and I might consider it. But anyway, that's gonna bring it into us today. We've uh, taken up enough of your time for one day. Uh, Tune into us next week where we're going to talk about something that is new to us, but yet not new at the same time. Yeah, we're going to talk about the lifestyle and swinging, which is something that is, like you said, really new to us. But aspects, as we talked about today, aren't new. And how we've navigated that and some of the good things that have come from it and the not so good things that have come from it. And that's the thing. It doesn't mean just because you try something and you like it doesn't mean there's not going to be negative consequences. Like, like there's always things that you have to tread carefully when you try them. But the thing is, is you always have a support system, especially with us. And most people in the lifestyle are more than understanding about what you're going through, what your dynamic is and everything else. Yeah, we're always here to listen to you. So... That's it for us, and we'll see you next week. I am not going to say where we're going to court on Tuesday, because who the fuck knows? (laughs) Stay tuned. Have a good night. Bye.